you know, that was, that was kind of the plan going in and now it's turned into, into something else, but it's, that's kind of a unique way to, to think about real estate is you can, you know, you can actually buy something you hear about all this and I don't recommend running out to the nearest, you know, real estate seminar, no money out of your pocket, <laughs> you know, sell, sell fest that a lot of them are. Um, but you know, that, that kind of stuff, it's, it's possible to, to happen and create wealth out of thin air. Your network is your net worth. Come listen to some of the most successful people I know. Share invaluable knowledge, stories, and advice in real estate, business, and beyond. This is Weiss Advice. Whether you want to take your business or personal life to the next level, look no further. Welcome back to another episode of Weiss Advice. I am your host, as always, Yona Weiss. And uh, it's a great day today. I'm uh, glad that you joined us for another episode and we got a great guest. So I'm excited for this conversation. Josh Carlegis, all the way out in Alabama. What's going on? Another day in paradise, dodging (laughs) rainstorms. (laughs) Oh, wow. And you've been out in Alabama for for quite a while, right? You're born and raised there? Uh, No. So I was born and raised in Houston and uh, then uh, joined the military, got stationed uh in north alabama and spent probably 18 years there maybe and then recently beginning of this year moved down to to the gulf coast mobile alabama nice Um, so just haven't haven't found my way back to texas yet right all right i mean not that far but it's uh no no. got got a good good thing going on over there and just to give everyone a little bit of a uh context right josh is a real estate investor surprise we actually have a lot of real estate investors on this show, so it, it shouldn't nothing new over there. But I love the fact that everyone has a different story. Everyone has a different way that they got there, and everyone does different things um, within real estate. So he's the co-founder of the SCI Group, which is a real estate investment firm. And uh, you know, most of your properties are in Alabama, doing multifamily as well as uh, you got a couple of retail properties, I think, and just doing uh, you know living the dream, right? Real estate. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's not bad. There's probably worse places to be. There are obviously there are worse places, but I think a, a lot of the reason why pe- a lot of people get involved in real estate in the first place is because it allows you to. I mean, it's a business, right? Like anything else, it's a business. It shouldn't be mistaken for anything, but allows a, a lot of freedoms and allows you to you know create long term wealth. It obviously, has all the tax benefits that come along with it. Uh, but what are some of the reasons why you got involved in way back way back when? I kind of, for a long time, really since high school, I've kind of always wanted to be involved in real estate. Uh, back in back when all the, uh, you know, the flip this house and the, those shows were were real popular. I always enjoyed those. I've always enjoyed working with my hands and doing construction and things like that. And uh, so, you know, I always wanted to. And and of course, back then either you didn't you didn't really have the access to the to the education that we do now with with social media and podcast and the internet and all that. So, uh, you know, didn't really know how I just assumed that you had to have a bunch of money and put 20% down on a house and you buy it and rent it and save up another chunk of money and, and do the same thing. So I never, I never really get, got involved. And, um, then back in 2015 had, had kind of a good deal at work and, and got a good bonus for something. And, uh, you know, figured that was the time I told, um, I'd bought my house kind of in my my personal house is kind of in the peak of the of the housing market right before it crashed. And so I had that, couldn't sell it. So I'd started renting it out and talked to the agent that uh, that sold me my new house. 
you know, once I got over that fear that, that everybody puts in you about, you know, leaky toilets and all this stuff that, you know, you know, as investors we have, but right. at the same time, there's ways to, to, to make it as painless as possible. So I got in that, kind of got my feet wet, rent my first house, told that, that agent that I wanted another one and she brought one and bought it and then bought a couple more and a couple more and a couple more. And it just kind of, and then I started really educating myself and learning, you know, how to, how to scale everything. Mm. Um, and that, that's kind of what took it from a, from a fun part-time thing to a, to a full-time profession. Yeah, for sure. And so at the beginning, you were just literally buying properties, like you had mentioned with, uh, you know, down payment and try, I mean, and I imagine they were not too expensive, right? Single families in Alabama, uh, yeah, you know, five yeah, years first, ago. <laughs> first house we got in for uh 47, five. Right. So, and it rents for like a thousand bucks a month now. So, um, we still got it. So, uh, I actually got in really before I, before I actually knew what it was, I was actually kind of using the burr strategy that, that everybody, you know, loves to talk about so much and loves to do. And it's, it's a great tool. So, uh, I was, I was, I bought the first one cash, uh, collateralized it with the bank and then basically operate. And I still do to today is operate, uh, what we call real estate lines of credit. And so, Every time I buy something, I buy it for what I buy it for. I, I put the value into it that that we can put into it, and then take it back to the bank, collateralize it, get your money back out, and hopefully you you continually grow that that spread um, and continually pull cash out, buy more and buy more and buy more. Gotcha. Um, so you, are so, you actually doing like refinances at that point, or is it just pulling out the equity lines of credit from the properties? What we'll do is we'll I'll put it and it'll grow. Uh, the line of credit and I'll take the line of credit to a point where, you know, it's kind of whether it be from a, from a liability standpoint or just, Hey, let's just turn this and let it, let it go cycle. Uh, you know, put whatever it is, 10, 15, 20 properties, or, you know, we, we try and go to about 2 million bucks and then term, term out. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. And so at what point did you kind of crank it up and start moving and make it into a, a real business? And and turn things around and really start you know focusing on more larger commercial or multifamily. I know you um, still do the single family stuff, right? But we still do, yeah, yeah. Still, still do. It's you know where where we started the business and where where I live for the past eighteen years or whatever it was. Um, it, it's a small town. We got a good network there. Um, it's a it's a college, small college. Tons of rentals. Always have a market there. We've got all the. The systems in place as far as the management and the maintenance crews and, and everybody that can take care of stuff. So it's kind of kind of on autopilot. So I'm definitely not going to turn something down uh, in in that realm now. We'll focus more on multifamily now, um, and that was kind of a, just a byproduct again. And my, so my last job, I was in industrial sales, uh, mm-hmm. drove probably forty fifty thousand miles a year. Um, so I had lots of podcast time, and you know started started listening to podcasts and, and, you know, if you don't know what you're looking at in multifamily, you're like, Oh, well I can do better on houses. But when you get into it and you really learn how they're valued and learn how, you know, how, how to scale and the forced appreciation and things like that, it's, it's a whole different ball game. So, so that's when, but made the full-time switch in 2018, we had a tornado come through town and oh, wow. uh, do, do a lot of damage in Jacksonville. Uh, so me and my partner went through and just started, between the agents that we knew and, you know, different friends in town, people would want to sell their house as is and, and get out of it. And they would, you know, so we would let them keep their insurance money 
we would buy the house as is, fix it up, and and we really were able to to build that line of credit and and get a lot of value. That way, we could move into the bigger uh, the bigger deal. So that, that oh. was kind of when it went full time uh, for me. Was was after that? Gotcha. That yeah, year. so definitely helps having that construction background, right? And uh, enjoying. Yeah. And I think your partner, right, he has more of a hands on builder uh, experience. Uh, we're probably both do. Both do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We do. We do a lot of that. Um, so Not yeah, afraid to get your tra- hands dirty. <laughs> no, no. Now, you know, to, and that's fun. That was a lot of fun. When I started, I was, you know, I would, I would go take some beer over to a house and start working on it. And when I started drinking more beer than I was doing work, I would just pack it up and, and go home. So, <laughs> you know, doing it, that's just, that's not really efficient though. Um, it's great for, great for a part-time gig, but now it's, you know, now it's more, there's not a whole lot of work we do. A lot of what we do is riding around and pointing at stuff and chasing, chasing contractors around. That's the, that's the bulk of the task. Gotcha. So you've, you've created systems, you have, uh, you know, the right people doing the right things and then you can, you can scale. I mean, that's really what any business is about, right? How can you find the right people, the right systems, and then you can just scale that. Exactly. Exactly. And it takes time. It takes a lot of lumps and a lot of money and a lot of people. Yeah screwing sure. you over, uh, you know, to, to find the, those good contractors out there. Um, and that's what I'm kind of trying to do the same thing I did in Jacksonville down in, in mobile now. And I'm, I'm just roll through contractors, man, but we're, we're getting some good ones now. Yeah. I, I imagine. I mean, it's, it's that way in every location all over the place. It's a notorious profession, unfortunately. And there are endless amounts of horror stories. <laughs> that- <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, it's it's kind of I don't know it's kind of strange that there hasn't been some sort of like like reform or something I don't know like that we can so so many people will suffer from contractors yeah yeah it's 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 something very difficult and it's something that you know I think I think a lot of people that are new that are getting into into this kind of thing you know if you don't have the the capital to kind of to take a three or four or five six thousand dollar loss you know when somebody walks on you and, and takes their money or you don't have, you know, you don't have the the construction knowledge to know when, uh, you know, when somebody's taking advantage of you, you can, mm-hmm. the, those guys, they know it and they'll, yeah. they will do it too. It's crazy. And the problem is a lot of the great ones and the really good ones are, are booked and you can't really Absolutely. even, you can't even yep. get a hold of them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get nervous when somebody says they can come do a job. <laughs> like, wait a second, why not? Why aren't you working for somebody else? Right. All right. So, uh, you've done a bunch of deals over the years. I want to. I'd love to hear like a story if you if you have any of like a creative deal. Maybe it was your an interesting deal. Maybe it was something that was uh, you learned from a lesson, or maybe it was just something that was like really out of the box. Yeah, I mean we've done we've done a lot of stuff. We've taken on you know with with the tornado stuff that was that was interesting to see uh, you know houses that that really you would think they would be bulldozed, but once you get them open and, and get in there and completely, you know, reconstruct them, that was, that was interesting. You know, probably my favorite, my favorite creative deal that, w- that we've done, we bought um, a warehouse. It was an old a church owned it. They just kind of kept a bunch of junk in it. There's another lady that had a bunch of junk in it. And uh, so it was about a 20,000 square foot warehouse there in Jacksonville, uh, Jacksonville, Alabama, not terribly far from the school, but, um, so bought it, turned, you know, we used the back part for storage and then we're big into, into CrossFit up there. And so we, uh, we actually built out 
a CrossFit gym in there, and they're oh, very cool. they're interested in expanding now. So it's gone. It's taken a a building that was just just really a black eye for the for the community in the area, and you know, completely facelifted, full parking lot, landscaping, uh, cut roll of doors in it. You know, did redid all the bathrooms, redid you know a, a lot of stuff in a building that you know probably never would have. Mm-hmm. I've done anything it would take a very unique uh, use. And when we bought it really didn't buy it for that it just kind of happened. But, you know, it was also a good opportunity for the gym owner. He, uh, sure. he went from like 2000 square feet in the shopping center to 7,500 and has been able to increase his membership by over double. And, you know, the, the community loves it. And it's, uh, it's just been a really neat thing to watch. We see, we rebuilt and uh, put him in there early last year so you know we're going on a year and a half and just to watch from from going i think he was at like 80 members to you know i bet he's over 200 now and i bet he's and he's got different uh different classes and different um type services that, that he's able to offer with that that kind of space that's so, amazing yeah that's awesome right. that's really creative because again you, you take a building and there's a lot of potential there and you have no idea what mm-hmm. to do with it i mean and then you just it just comes along. You see, maybe there's an opportunity. Maybe someone needs to, wants to lease the space and uh, you just make it beautiful. But what I love about that is that since you're in such a small community, you can really make a big impact. And I think, oh, sure. you yeah. know, that makes a huge difference when you're, when you're local and you actually care about it, as opposed to someone who's just, you know, it doesn't happen a lot in these small locations, but someone from out of state or out of the, you know, out of the area, just coming in and just buying a property, you know, and just doing it, whatever. They don't really take too much into consideration about, you know, what is, what are their needs here? You know, what, what can we uh, not just do for this property, but what can we do for the community at large? So that's, that's pretty cool. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's been really nice to, to watch and see and actually feel like, feel like you're making a difference. And, and the funny thing is the reason Again, we we just bought it because it was really really cheap. And actually, I got to give Adam the credit for this. We were talking about buying, it and I was like, "No, what are, you know? What are we going to do with this thing? We have no idea." And he was like, "What if we just use it as a bank account?" So we knew that the building would appraise for way more than than we bought it for. So when we bought it, and when we appraised it and collateralized it, we automatically paid for everything at that point. So our our intent really, when we originally bought it, was just. Because we could get money from the bank to invest in other stuff, right? And so right. that was, you know, that was that was kind of the plan going in, and now it's turned into into something else. But it's that's kind of a unique way to to think about real estate is you can, you know, you can actually buy something. You hear about all this, and I don't recommend running out to the nearest, you know, real estate seminar. No money out of your pocket, right. you know, sell sell fest that a lot of them are. Um, but you know that that kind of stuff it's it's possible to to happen and create wealth out of thin air. Yeah, it's true. It's so true. But it has to, you have to be like involved, right? I mean, you have to be there. Yeah. You have to see Absolutely. what the opportunities are. If you don't know the market, you don't know the city, you don't know what's there. I mean, yeah, of course you can just go buy like I, you know, I could go and buy you know, a property in the middle of nowhere, uh, Alabama or whatever for me that is cheap. But what can I do with it? Like, I won't even know the next thing to do with it. So the fact yeah. that you have that local presence gives that opportunity. But anyone, wherever you are, you know, if you have an opportunity and something is cheap and something is available, absolutely. There is value in just buying property and then figuring out what to do with it. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's always needs. There's always needs. There's always, and it's, it's just about being creative and trying to figure out what, you know, what are their needs in this community and what can be filled and what are the opportunities? Yeah, absolutely. And, and before we 
kind of landed on this and before this happened, you know, we had looked at converting it to indoor storage and, you know, doing, trying to find maybe a cabinet shop or something. So there was, there was a lot of stuff, you know, that was kind of circling, like, what are we going to do with this? But yeah, you know, what, what you said about being involved, being the biggest thing, that's what I tell a lot of people when they, uh, you know, when they come to me, ask like, oh, how do you get involved in real estate or, or how did you do this? or How'd you do that? And it's like, if you just get involved, that kind of stuff happens. If you're talking to people, if you're networking, if you're active in the community, in the area, something's going to come up where you can take advantage of it and and get to that point. So that's that's what I always tell them, just get involved somehow, whether that's making, you know, talking to realtors and making low balls offer, low ball offers because you're scared. At least you're making offers and you're you're overcoming that fear where when it is time to pull the trigger, you recognize that and, and know where to go. Yeah, that's probably the best advice anyone. I mean, we call this wise advice, right? But that's that's probably the best advice because just being involved in something, just spending the time, right? If you decide, okay, now I am doing the real estate thing. That's on my radar. That means you're going to start talking to more people about it. That means you're going to have conversations. You're going to try to reach out to brokers. You're going to try to reach out to to lenders. And just having those conversations, things come up. I mean, I met a broker and... I wasn't even thinking about investing in a, a certain area and they have, you know, they have resources and they just kind of throw something out there like, whoa, okay, light bulb goes off because you never would have thought about that. But it's just because of those conversations, those networking opportunities come your way. Exactly. That's exactly right. And you finding those similar opportunities down in Mobile? Yeah. So uh, I've, all, I've come down to Mobile a lot. Of course, I miss the Gulf Coast being from Houston, but I've uh, been coming down to, to Mobile a lot in my in my previous job and I like the area. And so, you know, we kind of started looking and it really, and just exactly to what you said, it's kind of, it was from a broker relation uh, relationship, a guy I met who was a broker up in Huntsville, which is the very, you know, far North part of Alabama, for whatever reason, he targeted mobile and kind of kept putting stuff in front of me and putting stuff in front of me and finally bought one that made sense and just kind of more and more. And so now, you know, I've got several brokers down here that I talked to. That guy's still very active down here. We've got, we've hired an acquisitions guy to, to call direct to owners down here. So it's, you know, to, to take kind of loop that into what we just said, just getting involved and just being active in this area has essentially shifted my entire, you know, my, my location on the, on the map. I've moved down here. We like the area, learned to, you know, get involved. And so now, now this is where I'm focusing. Yeah, and that's that's how the game you know plays out, right? You see where yep. opportunity yeah. opportunity awaits, and you follow it. Uh, that's awesome. That's uh, really exciting. That's right. I love the fact that I love to see these kind of stories, and you know, these everyone has a different story, but love to see how these kind of take form and develop over time, uh, just doing different things. And, and I think you told me, you know, you're doing multifamily, also have a retail property, interested in in other things, and div- you know, but still have the single family business which is making money and is uh, obviously doing well for you guys. So there's so many different ways to get involved, people. That's what I just tell everyone all the time, right? Just get involved, right? Just do something, right? Mm-hmm. doesn't matter what. Shake the first step and you'll figure the rest out. The law, let's say the law of the first deal, right? Just do a deal and everything else will kind of take form after that. Yeah, that's exactly right. You get a lot more you get a lot more credibility and you get a lot more people's attention uh, You know, when you're, when you're actually out there active and 
and doing things. Awesome. 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 So I want to, I'd love to, I know time flies over here, but I'd love to transition now to what we call the final four. These are four questions I ask all my guests and uh, you know, you can take these any which way you want, but the first question I have for you is going to be, what's the worst job that you ever had? <laughs> the, the worst job ever. It's a pretty easy one. I, I worked um, for a buddy of mine's dad had a, uh, had a pesticide company and had a warehouse in Houston. And, uh, and my job, you know, the bottles um, that, uh, they, they, that have the pre-made measure on it that you like take one lid off. It's got two caps on it. You take one lid off, squeeze the bottle. It fills it up, you know, an ounce or whatever. And you dump it in your sprayer and spray for bugs or whatever it is. So my job was to put one of those two lids on. So I take one plastic bottle, one lid, throw it in another. And I, I, I don't know how many thousands of those I did just sitting there freezing next to a, a heater in the, in the winter. And so that was, that was awful. That one didn't last long. Uh, I kind of moved on. I don't know what I did after that, but that was back in high school days. So I'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm away from that. I still think about that job. <laughs> a lot of people, their worst job is something they had, you know, one of the first jobs they had in high school or something like that. I think we learn quickly what we don't like and then move yeah. on, <laughs> move on to something yeah. else. Yeah. Best job ever delivering pizzas. Anybody out there is interested <laughs> <laughs> what and why is that? Why why is that the best job? You get free pizza? What? <laughs> yeah, free pizza, man. Just mindless. It was it was great. <laughs> you get good tips. You ever get any good tips? Yeah, I made made good money for for being in high school, driving around. It was it was good. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, okay, well, good to know. All right, so we got the worst job and the best job there. Um, got a <laughs> bonus there. So next question for you, and um, what's a book you've read that's given you a paradigm shift? Uh. That was, and actually, I read it in, a, or I listened to it first, and then read it. But um, Four Hour Work Week, and a lot of people look at that book, uh, and I think a lot of people go into that book maybe thinking that it's about one thing, thinking about that it's about not working, and that that's not what it is. Um, it's kind of it, what it did is it helped me get that mind shift of you don't have to be present on site doing you know doing something every day. You're you build these these systems and these processes and these procedures where you're still working. You're still going to work a lot, you know, if you want to be successful in, in the world. But that kind of that that opens your eyes as to to the way to do it. It's not necessarily having to be at one place in one place at one time, you know, for an extended period of time. So I really and I've given that book to people and, and made suggestions and stuff. And you know, I always I always preface it with you know, don't read this book thinking that you're only going to work four hours a week. You're going to work a lot more than that, but it's going to it's going to, it's going to make you a lot more, it's going to open your eyes to that freedom that that's, you know, available out there, especially now in the, in the technology age. Awesome. Yeah. That is a book that has uh, had a lot of impact on a lot of people, myself included. So, but it's really about, like you said, it's not about working less necessarily. It's about working more focused and, yep. you know, just doing what you figuring out what it is that you love to do and you're making that happen. Yeah. And, and blending that with your personal life and how can, how can I get what I want out of my work life as well as, uh, you know, and, and mesh it with my personal life where I'm not sitting somewhere in one, one place I can be at the beach or I can be at a job site or I can be, you know, wherever you want to be, you can, you can, you can figure out how to make things happen and progress forward. Right. And it's a, you know, it's all comes back to, you know, just enjoying what you do, right. If you, if you don't enjoy what you do, then, uh, you know, working less is going to have a totally different meaning (laughs) for you. 
Exactly. Absolutely. That's not what it's about. But yeah, that's awesome. So we're up to the third question, which is what's a skill or talent that you would like to learn? Uh, Here recently, uh, I've been around a lot of sailboats. I think sailing would be pretty cool. I think I think it would be. I've always wanted. I've always loved the water and and boating. Um, but you know, I, I would. That that would be a, a really cool experience. I think to to be able to sail and even do a you know an extended long trip, whether it be to the, the Caribbean or or something like that, would be would be awesome. That'll probably change in a week, but right, you know, right now it's <laughs> that's pretty cool. No, the Gulf Coast down there is uh, the Gulf Shores in Alabama, very popular place. You know, yeah. to, so. Got some good water down there. Get some, uh, do some sailing. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So fourth and final question for you is what does success mean to you? Uh, I tie success to, uh, you know, a lot of freedom and, and financial freedom that comes to that. So, you know, how can you, again, it gets back to, to the four hour work week and kind of what we talked about, you know, how can you, how can you maximize your, your impact and your influence and your finances to, to, to open up your life where you don't have to clock in every day and, and show up to work or, or worry about where your next dollar coming from or your next paycheck. Um, so that's, that, that's kind of what that means to me is to be, uh, to be free in time and, and finances. Very cool. Yeah. They, everyone's got their own, their own definition, but they all seemingly come together with a, a lot of common themes over there, but I appreciate that. And last and finally, we like to ask everyone, where can our listeners find you or reach out to you? Uh, got a little bit of social media. I'm not, I'm not real big on, uh, on the social media, on the real estate side, but, but I do have Facebook, um, just my name. Um, and then, you know, you can go to our website, www.scig.us. Um, it's got some, past projects, information about me, my partners. Um, you kind of see what we've done. Uh, we've got a Facebook page for the SCI group as well. Um, and we kind of, we don't do a good job, but every once in a while we'll post something on that. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where, where I hang out at. All right. Mobile. You can come down to Mobile. And and come me. down to Mobile, <laughs> Alabama. You you got it. Yeah. You know, you know if I if I come down there that I'm gonna look you up. <laughs> that's Man, no on. question. <laughs> come on. No question about it. Uh that's awesome. Yeah, I've yet to one of the states I have not yet visited would be Alabama. So it's uh <laughs> You're not, you're not missing a ton. <laughs> okay. Well, I might consider then. Well, anyways, it's been a pleasure. It's been great speaking with you, Josh. Thanks so much for taking the time. And, um, you know, just to wish you much continued success. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. And uh, we'll, we'll be talking again soon. You guys do a lot for us. So, so I appreciate it. Happy to help. Yeah. Anytime. And to our listeners, thank you again for joining us on another awesome episode. And remember, next, until next time, the best advice comes only when you ask. Real quick, I have one question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I wanna ask you a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message to the whole world is that if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this podcast is out on is that you like my stuff and I'm doing something right. So take a few seconds out of your day, hit that subscribe button, leave a rating review, I would be extremely grateful. Also, I want to hear from you guys. So I want to hear some feedback. If you have any questions for future episodes, please find me on LinkedIn, send me a DM, a connection request, Yona Weiss, and I'd love to hear from you.